Good morning, everyone. I just going to want to tune in with you. I'm not sure exactly what's going to come through, but my intention is to discuss exactly what it takes to go to take your business to 5D, where most of you who are listening to this podcast are. And I have been walking this path for quite some time. I had that, I set that as an intention actually in 2018 without having any idea what that was. What does it mean to build my business to 5D really means embodying unconditional love and high levels of truth and operating in alignment with divinity. And that means working and softening my system, my ego, my mind parts so that there can be space, there can be openness to receive and follow guidance from God and the confidence and the sovereignty to execute on that guidance. I hope that makes sense. You know, typically people just like hear this and it will resonate with them and they will first think that they're not good enough to do that. Like, who am I to think that I can work as a priestess, for example? And I'm talking about like a true priestess work not like whatever hijacked new agey version of it, but really actually being the vessel for divinity on earth. And so there are stages to this process. I want to break this down for you a little bit. The first thing we have to know, we have to really get to know who we thought we were, but we're not. This is where part work comes in. It's such an essential part of the first stage of this process. And it becomes so, so, so crucial. And the part work always continues to some extent, but especially in the first leg of this journey, it's so important to get really familiar and up close on the parts and the systems that are running the show that we don't know that we're blended with. Like we say, I'm this way and I'm that way and I'm an achiever and I'm, I'm you know, I think about things this way, but th- those are parts that were conditioned at one point or another. And usually they can be very positive because the ego itself on the map of consciousness goes up to 499 and goes well over the level of integrity. Ego is not necessarily just this bad thing and not all parts are like unprotected. They can also be very productive. They can be very reasonable there can be a lot of good stuff and a lot of good leadership comes on top of trauma. And what happens is that something happens in your childhood, a series of things happen in your childhood. It's not always like a super crazy sexual abuse, physical abuse. It can be, but it doesn't have to be. Because especially for a sensitive empath, you know, something that, you know, if your system is very sensitive to begin with, like something that could have been totally okay for another child wasn't okay for you. And it, it created a serious, serious impact. Even small things create a serious impact in your system. And then at some point you decided that the safe way to be is to be an achiever and to think this way and to act this way. And this drive, this productivity, this busyness, even when we take a step back from our business, you know this, that you feel... There's some like urge, like I should be doing something, I should be thinking about something, I should be healing something, I shouldn't be just like chilling and leaning back and wasting time becomes almost like uncomfortable to really sink in and to really enjoy, like really truly enjoy time with our kids, really truly enjoy 
time with our neighbors, with our relatives, whatever it is, like if that's not there, when there's not joy, if we're not enjoying time with our family and our friends and with nature, when we're really truly not living in enjoyment, it's because we have parts that don't feel safe to do that. Parts that are protective mechanisms, parts that are so convinced in your psyche, if I do not have this much money or like I don't keep doing something to produce the money, it, there's something about safety in that. When we have the system working hard, even though it's like good, productive, positive work, it's not joy. Joy is in the 500s. Reason is in the 400s. Productivity is in the 200s on the map of consciousness by Hawkins. So in the first part of the work, we begin to delayer, and it's not that we throw away these parts. It's not like we go like, okay, this is not, we don't want this. We do want this. These parts are beautiful. They're really great. But because they're so convinced that you need them, they're taking over the seed of the soul, and that's who you begin to think who you are, but you're not that. You're not that. And oftentimes you're so blind to it. That's like a major blind spot. And as we go through our levels of consciousness, we do this part work, we will begin to like sort of spot. Instead of you looking at yourself a little bit outside of yourself when you do this work and you will begin to notice and get in, gain insight into your operating system and the most blended things that are taking over the seat of the soul. Because when that seat is occupied, guess, guess who cannot take that seat? Guess what cannot enter the seat? You cannot be working in alignment with God when your system is run by a highly productive, reasonable, beautiful part of you that thinks that is who you are or wants you to think that is who you are because it means well. It wants you to be safe. It doesn't want you to experience a trauma from however many years ago. Okay, so the first, the first work, leg of the work is really, really, really diving deep and healing the deeply wounded parts as well as working with the protective layers and begin to decondition and begin to really take a step back. Not from our life. We're not being asked to like burn our business to the ground. That's not actually necessary if we do the work well, because oftentimes there's relationship in our business that are going to really progress and benefit from this level of spiritual work. And our business can evolve at the next level and so can our clients, they can evolve with us. Right? But we begin to build this uh, distance between us and the parts and we unblend from thinking that this is who we are. And we begin to heal our nervous system in doing so because when we do this part work we're healing these deeply buried exiled parts that have been there for decades that you have no idea are there you just don't quite know why you are pissed off when somebody cuts in front of you you just don't know you just don't understand why certain things irritate you they just irritate you be deeply buried, angry parts wanting to have a say, but they are not allowed to have a say. There's shame, there's guilt, there's fear, there's anger, there's 
lots of like clinging going on. Clinging is very, very, very powerful mechanism to keep you attached to certain constructs in your business and not even allow you to see what can be possible if you let that go and begin open to magic and miracles in your business when you really truly become open to elegant solutions that are beautiful like being at the frequency of your next ideal client and really getting them like all becomes possible when we begin to heal those parts so the first stage is healing those parts and then we begin to surrender bits and pieces of control because building business in alignment with divinity what that means is like you can build your business from your human self with small s or in alignment with divinity and control that is layered over the safety it's like when we have this grip on a reality and we just like it feels safe to run it this way because we have thought this should be a way to run our business we're not even open to something else and this is especially of danger to those of us who have been successful with something like launching I had a great success with launching and it was like really hard to imagine that other way running my business not by launching would be even possible right so we begin to soften the grip on our reality and soften the control and we begin to move into trust observing receiving implementing divine guidance And this is where your parts that want to feel safe kick in. It's like, yeah, that all sounds good and that sounds wonderful. And like, who's going to provide for the family, right? Like, I can't really trust God. And then you go back into fear. Then we're going to use a million excuses in our business why we can't do this and we can't take this leap and can't follow what our heart is telling us to do because this other thing, the job, the old version of our business, whatever it is, status quo keeps us safe that's actually what it means the difference between fear and love it really comes down to fear and love because all this control procrastination excuses everything comes down to do we feel safe and do we feel supported by the divinity because we are working in alignment with divinity if we're not why it's, it's like, okay, like God wants to protect you, but like if you're running in the wrong direction, then it's probably not going to be for a great, the greatest benefit to you for divinity to send you a bunch of new clients. Because if you're not working in alignment with your soul, then wouldn't you, would you want that business to be successful? Like, would you really want that business to be successful? You know what I mean? And then there is like, when our nervous system is totally hijacked because we have all these parts that really don't feel safe, our frequency is not a match for receiving that guidance. Our frequency has to be ready to receive that. And so it's work. This is like not one day revelation. And like, it's like you come out of nowhere and all, all of a sudden it's like conversations with God all day every day. It becomes a process of de-densifying your field, de-densifying your field, healing your nervous system, 
integrating those parts of you, bringing them back to wholeness and reconnecting to your soul in the process. And then you begin to let go of control little by little and you become to you you begin to move into trust and back to the financial aspect the only real safety financial safety or material safety I shouldn't say financial because who knows it might not be the finances how you provide it for but the only real material safety without having to sell your soul which is what lots of people are doing right now is trust and faith and building the listening and executing muscle. So we heal our nervous system, we clear our nervous system, we begin to listen, we begin to really listen to our heart at first and our decision authority, which is different for everyone. You can look it up if you go to human design uh, and you look up your chart, you'll find out about something called the, the authority. And you will begin to learn of how your soul speaks to you. Then it will become clearer and clearer and clearer. And then it's like obvious to you when something is coming from mind versus when something is coming from entities in the 4D field. When something is coming from wounded parts and when something is actually coming from divinity. Okay. So it's a, it's a process of learning the distinction in those voices, knowing what is what, and then acting in accordance. Now, our emotional system is a really interesting way. When, when our nervous systems and our emotions are not healed, because we have all these traumas that are firing up when they really shouldn't be. You're always suspecting something. You're worried about things. You don't know. Like you're worried about money. You're worried about this and that. Because you're not healed. Your emotional system cannot work properly. So things that and ideas that sometimes should really feel good to you are going to be way too overwhelming and way too scary because of these unhealed woundings. And so your system cannot work properly as an indicator of what's on your path. So us healing that is so crucial and so important in being able to discern what is right for us and what is not. For example, a new client comes to you. And if you're healed, you can have a conversation and you can sense, yes, I can help this person. They're on the right path or on the path that is aligned with what I do. I can really help them. Or no, I think somebody else would be better for this person because my particular story is not going to be too helpful for them. But I know this other person who could. Okay. Versus if your system is not healed, then you're going to be like, there's something about this person that is triggering, they're bringing something up that you have to heal it, you have to work through it, and then come to discernment. So discernment is really so much about part work at first and healing your nervous system so that you can actually use your system and you can use your body as 
guidance for whether something is true or something is not. This is why muscle testing only works for people who have healed their nervous system to the extent that they have brought themselves over 200, which is about 15% of the population. 85% of the population, their parts are so strong that most of the times they don't work correctly. The system doesn't work correctly. The system is not living in truth. Over 200 is truth, below 200 is untruth. So when your nervous system is so jacked, there's so many parts stuck in whatever traumas they're stuck in, and they have their own stories that are not based in truth, they're lies, basically. We don't want to call it that, but that's what it is. Then we're not operating in truth either. It's not because we're bad people. It's because we have not healed these pieces of us, and we do not have the ability to operate in truth as we begin to heal our system and we begin to feel safe then we start moving into the space of integrity where we can actually discern and we can use our emotions too as guidance for what's right for us it feels something comes through as a transmission it feels really good in your body it feels expensive it's coming through the heart you know, this is what I should be doing versus with come, something comes through the head and it's a little bit like constricting and it's like doesn't feel good. It sounds a little bit like a should. You know, you begin to be able to use your body to discern what's going on, especially um, when you begin to channel. There's so many people channeling. This is why channeling is so tricky. Who have not healed their nervous system who are not sovereign. And so what they're channeling is not necessarily, or actually most of the time, it's not going to be coming from God. So, this is the process. And the more you heal, the more your intuition comes online, the more you uncover your gifts, the more you know and you can trust like when you get like getting to like your real purpose you know right now your real purpose might be i want to heal this that's a purpose like i want to progress with my consciousness so that i can really actually be embodiment of my ultimate ultimate gifts that do not get revealed to you until you do a certain amount of healing and integration and reclamation And then the fire, the real fire comes back on. The real, the real knowing this, the real confidence about your program and what you're serving comes back on. You're not doubting the value or the worth of your program because you know. You have walked that path. You know how crucial it is to somebody to traverse whatever you're going to be taking them through. How much freedom, how much liberation, how much connection, how much safety, how much certainty it is going to be for them. It's like the value for your clients when you do this work, the value for your clients is like all of a sudden, it's, it's like I wouldn't even call it 10x, it's like 100x, it's like 200x because it's the real, real transformation that is deeper than anything that you have ever done. And then our job is to go first 
do our healing first and then be the shortcut for others who are on a similar journey. Like we go, we, we just go first and then we help others behind us. And in this industry, and especially for us moms and for me as a single mom, I'm a projector, which means I do not have a sacral motor, which also means for me to make to me to live my best quality of life that is optimal for my design i cannot work more than 4 hours a day sustainably and i have a very active 3 year old which means i have to align everything I cannot outwork anything. I cannot be launching like I used to do this and then I went into a year and a half of burnout. You know what I mean? Because I was running a business as somebody I was not. This is possible for some people, not for me. As an empath, as an intuitive, as a projector, and as a single mother. So my pricing has to reflect that as well. There was a lot of healing that I had to do and a lot of realizing the magical value of the work that I do which is not just doing part work and healing and whatever there is there is depth there is wisdom there's guidance there's just that that transmissions that happen between me and my clients that are like instantaneous up leveling and encoding something when we just it's beautiful 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 work that we do together but it's not it's just it's it's all of it together but it took me this path of deconditioning who i thought i was and shedding a layer after layer after layer after layer and really uncovering okay well who am i and then building how do i how can i build my life from scratch i needed to let go of everything i needed to let go of attachment to running big group programs until it becomes a real calling not because it's the thing to do and everybody has a program with however many people in it whatever that was right and going back to the designing board and be like okay this is what really would feel extremely good in alignment because I am responsible first and foremost for my frequency. I have to be living in alignment. I have to be living in joy. I have to be enjoying life. I have to have space for myself, for my daughter, for friendships, for my hobbies, for my own healing. I have to have money to invest into my own healing. What does that look like in my business? I really enjoy one-on-one work. It's where I can give the deepest value to my clients. And I also enjoy some group work as a component. How does that look like? How do I need to price my programs? I cannot have more than three private clients a year or at the time. Because I also need space for my friends and my family. Right? There's some healing work that I'm doing it as an exchange with my best of friends and... Uh, my family members that I want to help and so there's very limited space that I can hold so what does that look like for my pricing and it's all possible it's all possible when we know 
who it is that we're here to help. And we stick to that. Because they're usually the mirror reflection of who we are. They're walking so much of the path that we have and we're creating a major shortcut for them. And when we get that, and we get the value that it is for them to work with us, and we price it from our body, we know the price that is in our body, and we can match the price. We big, our body is yield to it to the level where we know the price in our body, and we know when the price is misaligned, and we know there's more work to do to align it. And once that price is a match, that's when people start saying yes to us. It doesn't even know what the price point is. It's too low. It doesn't sit well with you. And you're pricing something because you're scared that people are not going to buy. So you price it low. And it's like, this should be a no-brainer. But it doesn't sit well with you. It's not right for you to underprice something. Right? So it's not right either. It has to be the right price at that point. And usually the price becomes higher as you gain more experience and you gain more confidence and so on in, in uh, whatever you decide to do next. But if this is resonating for you and you want to do the work, then I recommend you shoot me an email and we can set up a consult and we can dive in and talk with each other and meet face to face and we can chat about what is on your journey. The kinds of people that I typically work with are, are the women, typically women who know that they are destined to be a visionary of some sort. They might not even know what their message is yet. Or they might have all the other experience, but they're not really clear. Like, yeah, I want to publish a best-selling book or I want to be on TED or whatever it is. Like, I know that it's a calling for me. I'm like questioning if it's an ego or whatever, but... Uh, I also know, like I know it's there for me, but I don't know, it's just like I could produce a message, but it's like they're not on fire exactly about what that thing is, because it hasn't come through yet. The, the ultimate message will come through as a result of your own inner work, as a result of your own part work. It comes through when it comes through, right? And the healing is required to get there. We cannot think our way to what is the message that we want to spread out what is what is the thing what is the core theme in our business and our beautiful business creation we don't know it yet until we do until it's like lights up and you're like bam this is what this is this is it like this is the thing that I want everybody to get once you know it like you get it it's yours and then you take that you become the person the evangelist in the world for that whether it's a modality whether it's a thought whether it's a pivot whether it's you know, what is it? Is it around sexuality? Is it around physical health? Is it around mind healing, emotional healing, whatever it is, like you get it and it's like it's yours or connection with Father God, with Mother Earth, whatever it is. It's there's it's going to be a thing and you get it when you get it. So that's one type of client like they have done. They, they have some business skills, but I don't quite know their message yet because they're not there yet. They're not ready for the stage. And the other one is the opposite. It's like people who have direct access to God and they're getting these messages, but for one reason or another, they're just not putting it out there. 
it's just like they're just being so stopped. It's like, oh, I should go record this podcast. I should do this thing. And I should, you know, it's like it's right there for them. The invitation is right there. The downloads are right there, but they're sitting on it. And they can't. They can't move. They're like frozen. So. I'm going to put my email address below. If you feel called, send me an email. Or better, if you friend me on Facebook or find me on Facebook and you send me a direct message, uh, then we can... Um, I can send you more information or we can book a consult where we can sit face to face and discuss like wh where you're at, where you got your message or not quite yet. You just have kind of the vision and how much work has been done so far and what would the roadmap look like. I just, I, I really, really, really love, 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 love mentoring clients one-to-one -one because it's such a beautiful beautiful journey I work very closely with my clients and if that speaks to you and you think that we would be a good match like go ahead and send me a message or um, or just keep listening it's okay if you're not ready for that I may be doing some like low ticket events uh, here and there so that you can show up and uh, we can be in the same room and you can get some help through that but uh the magic is really in actually doing the work. Anyway, thank you for listening and I will hear you, see you uh, around soon.